Welcome back, friends. You are here for episode 61 of the Love Your People Well podcast, right here at the beginning of 2022. That is going to take some getting used to, <laughs> to say it every year. I feel like it takes forever. Ah, but we're here. We are in a new year. And I know we talked in our last episode, episode 60, about setting goals when you might be the only one in your family working toward those goals. It is definitely still possible to make change. But I wanted to zero in on a particular type of goal today. As we're kicking off a new year, we're going to talk about how important it is as a busy Christian mom, when life is chaotic, you've got a thousand things going on, how important it is to prioritize your own faith. I know for myself, I can sometimes get uh, maybe a little over-focused on like, what does my devotional time look like with my husband? Are we talking about the Bible? Are we praying together? What about my kids? I need to disciple them. I need to teach them. There's you know, so many things I want to do. And sometimes I can choose those things over my own personal walk with Jesus. And that is, well, ultimately, it's just not going to be effective. (laughs) It can work maybe for a day. But if I don't stay grounded and firm in my faith, I'm not going to lead my family to disciple my kids in an actually successful way. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I don't know what goals you might have right now for your spiritual growth, for your intimacy with the Lord. But I hope that this conversation today will be an encouragement, but also have some practical tips that can help us all out. And if you do have some goals around uh, maybe getting a bit more of a habit going in your life, spending time in the Bible, spending time in prayer for yourself personally, on a regular basis, on a daily basis, Um, Let me encourage you to download our free resource from Love Your People Well. It's called the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. And it just walks through 45 days of um, some of the most popular stories in the Bible. It's got specific questions to think through to help you actually understand and absorb what you're reading in God's Word. And then it has a specific prayer I would say prayer prompt, but it's more of like a guide so that every day you can feel confident that you're coming before the Lord and letting him lead and shape your life. So if you don't currently have a daily habit of that time with God, um, that might be a really helpful resource for you. And I'm going to put it out there before we even start our conversation today about why it matters so much that we as moms prioritize our own faith. And then we're going to close out our conversation today with some tips about how to actually do that, even when life is really busy. Um, I I mean, I am a mom of triplet toddlers and uh, life is crazy. And so I know some things that have helped me. I know some ideas people have suggested to me that, you know, may, may not have worked at different seasons in my life, but I bet at least one of these tips will help you. And so you're going to want to stick around till the end to not only talk about why this matters, but some practical tips for how to make it happen. All right, friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. 
So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. So as we jump into today's episode, um, let me start with my usual disclaimer. I am a marriage and family therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. It's not professional advice or personal advice. Um, hopefully it is helpful advice, <laughs> but check out the link in the podcast description if you want um, to, to circle back to some of my episodes about mental health and counseling, how to find a good counselor. If that would be important to you, then um, you're going to want to circle back and find that really helpful. But now let's think about how to prioritize our own faith. As moms, we need to recognize and embrace our role as spiritual leaders in our home. And I'm not, I'm not talking today about the roles of husbands and wives and, and spiritual leadership in the home. That can be a whole conversation. We know that the Bible has, has a good amount to say about that. Um, but nowhere in the Bible would it suggest that it's all up to the dads and moms just need to sit back and get comfy on a chair, drink their coffee, and let dad do all of the discipling of the children. We know as moms, we have a huge influence and responsibility in spiritually guiding, particularly our children, teaching them about the Lord, modeling for them what it looks like to follow Jesus answering their billions of questions, even when it's the same question a thousand times. And when we think about ourselves as spiritual leaders, we need to remember that leaders always do their best when they are leading by example. And so that's what we're focusing on today. Why does it matter if I, as a mom, am prioritizing my own faith? My kids might not see that in every detail, um, they're not sitting next to me every time I open the Bible. They don't hear every prayer that I'm offering to the Lord. And yet, if I want to disciple them, if I want to lead them, if I want to teach them, I have to be living it myself. And I think you probably know, as a mom, your kids are learning a lot more by watching you, by observing you, than by what you say to them. Every parent figures that out usually pretty quickly. <laughs> One of my daughters is in a stage right now, they're two years old, and we've noticed she really likes to eat her food in the same way that I do. You know, those things that to me, like, of course, I, I <laughs> there's like probably weird little uh, idiosyncrasies of just how I like to eat things. Like when I have scrambled eggs, I like to put them on top of my toast. So it's like an open-faced little sandwich. <laughs> That's a silly thing. I'm the only one in the family that does that. But now when my daughter is having scrambled eggs and toast, she really tries to put her little eggs on top of her toast and eat it. And she's so proud of herself when she can eat it just like mommy. And, you know, you see that from your kids and you realize, oh, my gosh, like I certainly have never talked with you about how to eat your eggs. Oh, maybe you should do it like this on top of your toast. But she has watched me eat my eggs that way many breakfasts over and over and over again. And here she is copying me. Here she is trying to live her life the same way that mommy lives her life, even if it's something as silly as how we eat breakfast. And when it comes to our walk with Jesus, oh my gosh, it is so much more important. So let me, I already mentioned in the little intro one of our free resources, I want to highlight that again, the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. 
uh, to help you develop that daily time with the Lord. And I also want to point you to a new resource that we have just launched with Love Your People Well right now in 2022. We are starting a 40-day devotional series, um, digging into specific topics that we struggle with as busy moms and diving into scriptures that are specifically focused on those topic areas. Uh, it's, It's yes, devotional, you know, with commentary and some prayer points, but also has kind of a workbook feel to it, some specific questions to journal through and think through. Um, So right now we have one available for communication in your marriage. And then we also have a 40-day devotional related to um, how to keep your cool when you're dealing with impatience and anger, because those are two huge issues that influence the family, our marriage and how we communicate within that, as well as how we as moms, as individuals, handle our frustration and our anger. And so if those are two topics in particular that might be getting in the way of you prioritizing your own faith and living that out in a way that feels healthy and holy, Um, especially when you think about what your kids are observing. I would really encourage you, I'll have a link in the product description and you can find it all at loveyourpeoplewell.com. We'll we'll be adding some 40-day devotionals over the next few months to add some other topics in there. But I wanted to highlight that right now because a lot of times, if we don't feel very confident in where we're at spiritually, we start shrinking away from it. We start hiding it from our kids um, instead of diving into whatever that issue is that we feel like might be not going the way that Jesus would want it to go. So make sure, whether it's a resource from me or a resource from somewhere else, make sure that you're spending time with God and that you're addressing those sin issues or those areas of weakness that you know your kids are observing. So let's dive into a few thoughts about why it matters. Why as moms, if we want to lead our kids to the Lord, we have to prioritize our own faith. We need to recognize that if we're basically only focused on other people's faith, our kids, maybe our husband, maybe our our parents or in-laws, and we're neglecting our own time with the Lord, we are far more likely to give up on our faith. And ultimately, the language that it uses in 1 Timothy, uh, this is chapter 1, verses 18 to 19, ultimately, we're at risk of suffering shipwreck with regard to the faith. And this verse here in 1 Timothy is such an encouragement for us because he points to Timothy as a leader of the church. Of course, that's a little different than being a leader of your kids, of your family. But the point here applies to all of us, that in this letter to Timothy, he is telling him, hold on to the faith and hold on to a good conscience. So that faith side and the behavior side, like you need to feel good about what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're living your life. And Paul, who's writing this letter, acknowledges here some people, some leaders have rejected that. They've rejected the faith or they've started living in a way that does not leave them with a good conscience. And they have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. And if we think it doesn't really matter how I'm doing with Jesus, all that matters is how my kids are doing, we are not setting them up for success. We have to remember that If our faith falls apart, which is a lot more likely to happen if we're not investing any time or energy into it, that's going to happen for our kids. All we can do is expect 
that then when they have questions, we're not going to have answers. When they wonder, oh, should I sleep in on Sunday or should I go to church? Should I gossip about my friend or should I stick my neck out and engage with all this peer pressure? They're not going to make those good choices if they don't see us living out our own faith. We also need to think about how important it is, (laughs) as I've already mentioned, that our kids imitate us. They observe us. And yes, that might change as they get older. My daughter's two years old while she's trying to eat her eggs just like mommy. She'll figure out one day how she likes to eat her eggs. And that's great. But even as they get older, even as they hit those preteen years, the teenage years, even as they become adults, our kids are looking at how did we parent them? How did we live our lives to figure out who am I? How do I want to live my life? What kind of woman do I want to be? What kind of person do I want to be? Certainly once they get married and they have their own kids, now they might look back and say, oh, I didn't like this about our family life. I want to change it. Uh, Hopefully that's fine. (laughs) But we certainly want them to look back at how we loved Jesus. And as they get older, we want them to say, yes, I want that too. And a scripture that really encourages me in this area is from 1 Corinthians. And again, this is a letter from Paul. We have a lot of letters from Paul, um, one of the most famous apostles. This is in chapter 4, verses like 14 to 17. And Paul is reminding, he's giving them all these exhortations, all of these pleadings about how to live their life well in the Lord. And he says in verse 16, I urge you to imitate me. And that is my prayer as a mom, that I can walk so closely with Jesus. I'm not going to do it perfectly. There's going to be a lot of confession. There's going to be a lot of apologizing and forgiving when that is difficult. But I want to be able to say to my children, I urge you to imitate me. I urge you to cling to Jesus in the same way that I have clung to Jesus. I urge you to read the Bible as often as I read the Bible, if not more. I urge you to pray like I pray. (laughs) I want to be able to look my kids in the eye as they get older and say that to them, which means I have to take it seriously. I have to live my life in a way that trusts Jesus as my Savior. And that does not mean I'm doing everything perfectly. We can't do everything perfectly. But I don't want to give in to temptations and sins, and then try to look at my kids and say, I want you to imitate me. I don't want them to imitate that part of my life, but I do want them to imitate my recognition of that sin, my confession of that sin, my repentance and turning back to Jesus. So this may be a scripture that helps you as well when you think about how am I making decisions? How am I living my day-to-day life? Am I living it in a way that I would look my kids in the eye as they get older and say, Honey, I want you to imitate me. That is a powerful thing to be able to say to your children. And another scripture, I know here when we're thinking about why does this matter, um, I'm really focusing in on what the Bible says because it doesn't matter because I say it matters. It doesn't matter because some marriage and family therapist thinks that this is important. Although, yes, I have seen it be so powerful in the counseling room. It matters because God himself tells us that it matters. So another scripture that I would encourage you to think about when it comes to prioritizing your own faith, being, being firm in your foundation with the Lord, is Philippians 1.27 verse A, which says, 
127 verse A. It's just just the beginning part of the verse. (laughs) That's what it means. If it says, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And I think that particularly as a mom of little kids, when life is busy and frustrating and they, you know, some of it is just their own childishness, they throw their cups and they make these huge messes. And some of it is defiance and boundary testing and figuring out, "Mm, does mommy really mean it when she says that I need to do this chore? Does mommy really mean it when she says stop hitting my sister? (laughs) That's a normal part of toddlerhood. And I'm not saying it gets easier as they get older. It just gets different. But whatever happens, the good, the bad, the frustrating, we are called to handle every situation, to do every chore, every task, no matter how boring or repetitive or annoying, we're called to do all of that for the Lord and to do it in a way that is worthy of the gospel of Christ. And we can't do that, mamas on our own strength. Sometimes I think I can. You know, you have a few days where like things are pretty good. I really haven't been that annoyed lately. And and then we start putting off our time with the Lord, shortening our time with the Lord. But really, the reason things might be feeling a little successful is because of God's grace and his goodness and probably because we've been filling ourselves with the Holy Spirit. We've been pressing into the Lord, praying, reading the Bible. We've been spending that time inviting God into our life and experiencing now the fruit of that. And if we turn away, if we start to get lazy about it, then why would we expect that the good fruit is going to continue? That's just not how it works. And when I think about the whatever happens that Paul mentions here in Philippians, there can be a lot of of really bad things that happen in our family life. I mean, there can be bad things from the level of, you know, cancer diagnoses and a death in the family. There can be job loss. There can be awful things like that. But even the constant struggle of disciplining your kids and figuring out how do I do that in a healthy and holy way? How do I handle my kid screaming at me or throwing a tantrum? How do I handle my husband working late and we're not communicating well and we're just not connecting? There are so many things of the whatever happens in life that can be really hard. And we can only handle that, conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ if we are living the gospel of Christ, if we are inviting the Holy Spirit in and purposefully prioritizing our walk with Jesus. And I have one more scripture for us before we jump into some kind of practical tips about how to make time in your busy schedule for that personal devotional time. But we also need to think about the reality that our own salvation matters. And yes, it desperately matters if our children decide to follow Jesus. But we can't control that. We cannot, I mean, we could say all the right things, we can do all the right things. But ultimately, every individual person will stand before the Lord themselves. And that's true for your kids, and you need to pray for your kids. But it's also true for you. You will not stand before the Lord with your salvation judged based on did you or did you not disciple your children well? Did you or did you not? make all the right decisions. You will stand before the Lord clinging to the cross and trusting in the blood of Jesus to cover you. 
We are trusting in the salvation that he gives us. And that is a personal relationship. So yes, we want to teach our kids. We want to answer their questions. We want to pray for our kids. But we don't want to forget that we have our own personal relationship with the Lord. And one of the uh, maybe more famous passages of scripture that that really theologians have wrestled with about exactly what does this mean, different denominations will land a little bit differently. It says in Philippians chapter 2, Paul is saying, continue, my friends, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And that phrase about working out your salvation with fear and trembling is something that we all need to take seriously. Now, I don't know where your personal denomination might lie on that. Can you lose your salvation? Can you not lose your salvation? There are a lot of arguments to be made on both sides of that coin. But ultimately, it comes down to Jesus. We do not understand everything about God, and we never will. But we do know that we are only saved by grace, his grace, and that he has expectations of us once we accept that salvation. He expects us to live our lives like he lives his life. He expects us to prioritize time with God and to live a holy and good life. He knows we won't do that perfectly, but he does have expectations of us. And so wherever you might land on what exactly you understand this verse to mean, I think that we can all agree, I hope that we can all agree, that it is very clear here in scripture that we need to take our salvation seriously as individuals. I am not responsible for my kids' salvation. I'm responsible for leading them and teaching them and guiding them. I'm not responsible for my own salvation. (laughs) That is a gift from Jesus. But I am responsible to continue working out my salvation with fear and trembling. I am responsible for taking my faith seriously. And when I have questions and when I have doubts and when I have struggles, I need to actually wrestle with those to turn to scripture, to talk with my husband, talk with my pastor, talk with my friends to try to figure out what is true about God and about his word. So whatever that may look like in your life today, please remember we cannot lead our children spiritually if we are not continuing to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, trusting in the grace of Jesus Christ. So I hope that all this is making sense (laughs) so far. um, We've talked about several different reasons why it matters so much that we prioritize our own faith, not just discipling our kids. Um, But let's talk as we wrap up today about a few tips for how to make time when life is super busy for actually having that personal devotional time. Now, I've already mentioned a free resource from Love Your People Well, the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge, as well as some of our new um, 40-day devotionals, diving into specific topics that might be um, threatening your, your ministry to your kids, that might be distracting from growth with the Lord, areas where you might be struggling. We've got a lot of resources for this, but in your practical everyday life, Here's a few tips, a few things that I have found helpful or that I know other moms have found helpful. So one is to get up 30 minutes earlier in the morning. Get up before 
your kids with enough time. Now, maybe you also want to exercise and take a shower and that's fine. Get up early enough, add 30 minutes to whatever it is you want to do in the morning so that you can get up, maybe make a cup of coffee and sit down and read your Bible and pray. I'm not saying these tips are easy, but I am saying they're straightforward. Get up 30 minutes earlier and spend that 30 minutes or maybe, you know, maybe it's 23 minutes by the time you go to the bathroom, you make your coffee, spend that time with the Lord. We can also use our kids nap time or rest time to talk to Jesus, to spend that time with Jesus ourselves. Now, your kids may not be the best nappers. They might be old enough. They don't have a rest time. (laughs) Um, figure out maybe some independent play time. You know, that can look different for every family. But when your kids are busy with something else and they don't need you, give that time to the Lord. We can also, especially as our kids get older and they might have homework time in the evening, treat that like homework time for yourself. You can all sit down at the kitchen table. You pull out your 40-day devotional from Love Your People Well, your Bible, your pen, your notepad, And your kids pull out their math homework and everyone is spending time working on something. You can listen to the audio Bible while you're doing chores. There are definitely apps on your phone, totally free, where people will read the Bible out loud and you can listen to it. You're listening to this podcast, so you have some sort of time to listen to things. So, you know, if you need to replace this podcast with listening to the Bible, that's fine. Praise God. He is far more important. Or maybe you have other little chunks of time because certainly your kids can listen to the Bible with you. Just having it on in the background, in the living room, whatever it is, while you're doing something else. You can also, this is not something I do myself, uh, but I have some friends that do this and I just think it's such an awesome idea. I want to figure out how to make it happen in our small living space. Um, But having a, like a Bible chair where it's in the main living space you keep your journal there or your favorite pen and your Bible, whatever it is. And, and you know, even when life is crazy, we can kind of teach our kids that, hey, if mama is sitting in her Bible chair, then I'm not available except for emergencies. <laughs> now, maybe it's only five minutes. Maybe it's 50 minutes. Uh, but having that space in the center of everything where you can sit down and just be with Jesus is awesome. I heard a story once of... Um, Oh, who was it? I think it was Susanna Wesley, who's the mom of John and Charles Wesley. They've written so many famous hymns. They started the uh, Methodist denomination way back in the day. Um, I believe it was her that she had like nine kids or something. She had a ton of kids. And all of her kids knew when mama throws her apron up over her face, this was back in the 1800s or something, that means she's praying and we don't get to talk to her right now. And, I, and you know, apparently the boys, John and Charles, wrote quite a bit about how, you know, mama had her apron over her face a lot. Mama talked to Jesus a lot. And they knew that's what she was doing when she would pull her apron up and cover her face. That might be a little out of the norm in today's world, but you can have a certain chair. You can have a routine that your kids know mama is spending time with Jesus. And a few other tips here. Find an accountability partner, someone who will check in with you, encourage you, where you have to answer that question a few times a week. Hey, how's your time going with Jesus? Hey, how is your faith today? Hey, how was that um, new devotional that you started or whatever it is? Find an accountability partner to purposefully check in with you. And then the last tip that I would have um, is maybe to, the morning might not work for you. The days might be way too crazy. Create an evening routine that includes the Bible and prayer. And I know I have shared on this podcast before about 
my evening routine that I, I love. It was my husband's idea. We did it every night in 2021. We're continuing it now in 2022. Every night when we go to bed, we read the passages for the one-year Bible reading. And then we also read a devotional that goes with it called Praying Through the Bible in One Year for your kids. Wait, what's it called? Praying Praying Through the Bible for your kids in one year. Something like that. I, sh- I don't have it right in front of me, <laughs> but I will put a link. Uh, the full show notes is going to be online, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 061. I will get the title correct if that devotional is by Nancy Guthrie, and I'll have a link there. Um, but that's my evening routine. Time in the Bible, reading this parenting-focused devotional, and then praying with my husband before we go to bed. And it takes, you know, 15 minutes, maybe 20 And I'm not going to say that's my deepest time in the Bible because I'm usually really tired, but I am prioritizing that and turning to Jesus and praying for my kids every single night. And I want us to be realistic that our personal devotional time is incredibly important, but it doesn't replace family devotional time or couple devotional time, reading the Bible and praying with your husband, reading the Bible and praying with your kids. Um, reading the Bible as a whole family together. You might not be able to do all of these things every day in those busy seasons of life, but they do need to be a regular part of the routine. We had an episode um, very early on in the podcast about some creative ways to get time for a couple's devotional time. We've had some other episodes about the family devotional time, and I will have some links back to those old episodes. Um, Again, just go to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 061 if you want to circle back and listen to some of those older episodes. But we don't want to get so focused on those things that we neglect our personal, individual relationship with Jesus. So I hope, my friends, that some of these thoughts and scriptures have been encouraging for you. Um, You can get all these different resources at the website (laughs) in the show notes. Um, But whether it is one of these tips or all of these tips, one of these scriptures or all of these scriptures, whatever it is that the Lord is pressing on you this, this day, this week, this year, about your faith, your spiritual growth, how he wants you to invest in that, I really want you to take that seriously. That's really the only action step for us today is to take your own salvation, your own spiritual growth, your own intimacy with the Lord, take it seriously. Whatever it is that he is asking you to do, he's asking you for a good reason. He has a good plan. So press into that. Yes, we have a lot of resources from Love Your People Well that can be helpful with that. Uh, But this is 2022. You can find a billion resources out there. Just don't spend so much time finding the perfect resource that you forget to actually open your Bible. You forget to pray to God and model for your kids what this amazing relationship with Jesus can look like. But that is all I have for you today, my friends. So hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, friend, before you go... If this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.com.